Hi, I'm Katie Humphrey and welcome to the Behind the Business podcast. Hi, welcome to the Behind the Business podcast with me, Katie Humphrey. Today, I am speaking to the wonderful Claire Alexander, who is a fashion brand consultant. Welcome, Claire. It's lovely to have you. Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me. No problem. I'm really excited to chat to you today. Um, So would you like to get us going and tell us a little bit about um, who you are and what you do? Yes. So as you said, my name's Claire. I work as a fashion brand consultant. I basically help small businesses and emerging designers and people who want to start a brand. I help them with the manufacturing, sample development, costing, right through to launch. Um, Yeah, I help them along the whole process with guidance, mentoring um, and strategy sessions. Fantastic. That's yeah. I find that really interesting because it's so far away from what I do and the kind of yeah. circles that I'm in. So I think I think that's amazing. Um, and one of the things, one of the many things that we're going to talk about today is um, work-life balance, finding flexibility, kind of not fitting into the nine-to-five role. Um, and when we were just chatting before we hit record, um, one of the things you said that I just I feel like I've just grabbed onto and I absolutely love is being sustainable <laughs> in yourself. Yes. Uh, yeah. So basically I, I work with small brands um, after 20, well, 25 years working in the industry. I've worked for lots of big brands, um, fashion suppliers. I work for a brand as well. So I've worked on both sides of the manufacturing on and the buying side. Um, and as the industry is beginning to change and become more sustainable, I feel that small brands are at the forefront of doing it. They're able to pivot more easily into being a sustainable brand. And with that, I feel that that's the future of fashion. That's the positive future of fashion. And it's where I wanted to be myself. That's where I wanted to be. I didn't want to work for these sustainable fast fashion brands anymore. That's why I set up the business. But in in the sense of sustainability, I wasn't applying that to my own business and I am telling my clients to be sustainable and how to be ethical in their practices. And at the end of last year, I was beginning to find that I was becoming to the near, near breaking point in, in my business because I was working so hard. I, I wasn't putting sustainable practices into my own business. And it's sort of, I sort of kind of had a light bulb moment where it was like, hold on, I'm teaching people to be more sustainable. I need to be more sustainable myself. And um, I sort of took a step back and this I wrote some quite achievable goals at the end of last year to achieve this year. And I feel like a weight has been lifted. And in that sense, I'm, I'm in a better and more positive place to help my clients. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I think it's a really interesting way of looking at it because it is about being sustainable in yourself, you know, and having those sustainable yeah. boundaries and, and kind of rules that you live by and, and things, especially when you're running a business. Um, and I think just to kind of like take it back a couple of steps from when, when we were first talking before we press record about um, kind of how you got into running your own business and mm. thinking about work-life balance and the nine to five role and things like that. So do you want to kind of like take us back a little bit? And, and Yeah, sure. Um, like I was saying to you earlier, it's um, when the pandemic hit, 
it gave me the chance with millions of other people to reassess what we were doing and what we wanted from life. Um, and I've never felt that I fitted into that nine to five routine. It never felt, it never sat right with me and I couldn't work out why, why it was. While everyone else was doing it, but I, I seemed to struggle with that. And I never felt that it was the right thing, but I didn't know what else there was out there for me to do. Um, so during the pandemic, I, I was still working um, and then I became furloughed. And I was talking to my husband one day and I just had like a real low point. And I said, I, I just need to do something different. And he said to me, why don't you do what you do and help other people and I was like is that a thing how, how do people make money from doing that it seemed quite an alien concept but where I had the time um I thought I'm just going to research as much as possible look into it um see how if I can make this work is it a thing are other people doing it if other people are doing it then yes it is um so I did a lot of research and got a business coach to help me sort of get over that fear a little bit um and yeah I just I just decided like September 2020 right I'm gonna go for it I just sort of there was just a moment where I was like if I don't try this right now I'm never going to do it and this is my one this is my chance to change my life change how it is and so by November I posted my first Instagram post which is now thinking back at that point I was so scared to put my face on Instagram and be uh, put myself out there it was so nerve-wracking and then now when I, I'm just posting and it, it doesn't even, I don't even think about it now it's fine but it was just really nervous and it's like pushing yourself out of that comfort zone and and actually doing it so and so by the November I'd, I'd actually started and I'd wrote an ebook um to put on my website and then the next thing was to to do the website which came at the beginning of 21. Um, yeah, and just taking myself out of that nine to five and, and realizing there's this whole world out there. People are, are working for themselves. And it, it felt quite scary. I didn't think, uh, how are these people work, like making money? From, how does it work? And you, I, I think you just have to throw yourself in and go, I'm just gonna go for it and see what happens. What's the worst that can happen? Um, you you have to go back to doing something else or retry whatever it is, but you have to give it a go. Um, so I did. And now I can, the benefits, obviously you work a lot harder because you're working for yourself. Um, so you do put a little bit of pressure on you, more pressure than you would if you was working for somebody else. I, I truly believe it's your own sort of pressure, but now I can split my week up however I want it. So if I want to do something, you know, if I want to meet somebody for coffee or have some lunch in the week, or I want to take an afternoon off, I can work at the weekend. I can spread things out. And having that flexibility, I think, has been so key. Yeah, definitely. And flexibility was one of the reasons I went into business as well. Um, and I think when you were just talking about that, I was just, I was just thinking, when you say about not fitting into the nine-to-five role, mm. I think I'm just really curious as to what that looks like, like the not, like, 
I don't think I've worded that very well. I <laughs> say that like you don't fit in your role. Like what? what I just feel, I feel that it's now I look back on it. I think it's so unnatural to make people work in a specific time frame because I might not be at my best at certain points in that day. So I'm a morning person, so I know that the bulk of my work can be done between the morning and mid-afternoon. And then I'd rather take a break and come back later and do a bit later, something like that. Like The full-on working that sort of time period and trying to do everything into a schedule that somebody has created for us. It, I just never felt like that worked. Like I always get that slump in the afternoon where I'm like, oh God. And so you'll go off and you'll go and talk to somebody um, in your office and you're you're not being like, you're not working at that point. So I feel like actually you're more productive when you take your breaks, when you, you don't feel like you have the energy to do stuff. Um, and there's been times where I've got up at, five in the morning just because I had an idea oh my god I'm just gonna go and act on it and then I might finish at one o'clock in the afternoon that's it I'm done or you know there's this just it's just a different way and I think everybody should be working more like that like if you're a night owl working the evenings you know have having that flexibility in your life it just it makes it more enjoyable it makes work more it makes everything more enjoyable I'm a nicer person to be around (laughs) (laughs) yeah I 100% agree like completely um I think one thing that I had to learn um I don't know if if you felt the same when I first set up my business was actually moving from the nine to five almost regime was really hard to get out of so I would I would still get up and even though I was working for myself and the work is different and everything I was still kind of going through the same motions that I was going when I was in my employed role like getting up at nine I'd have a break at 11 I'd have my lunch at half 12 for 30 minutes and and then I kind of remember a point where I was like hold on a second like how am I doing this yeah it's it, it take, I've it's it's it, like it's drilled into you and I've done it for so long I still find myself sometimes doing that as well it's like right get up at nine start my emails have my coffee take this break and you're like hold on a minute you don't need to do this <laughs> like stop you can do it how you want and it but I feel like it takes a while to to realize that in your business and you don't need to do it that way um and it's really refreshing, actually, <laughs> to know that you can do it differently. But it, I still have to take a step back and go, hold on. Like, if, if I'm doing something and I'm not happy, I'll, I'll take a break, come back to it later. It's like some of the, sometimes you don't, you can take the stress out of it yourself. And, and that's really positive. And you can't do that when you work for a big business. You, you can't just go, oh, I'm just going to pop out for two or three hours and, I don't know, go go and read a book, get a manicure, I'm going to come back later. They're not going to accept that. So no. having that change in the work, work-life balance, especially when the pandemic hit and thinking about my future. And I, it's always been in the back of my mind, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and my husband gave me that push, that sort of gentle nudge that I needed to sort of just just take it just take a chance and and give it a go and have and basically having somebody say you can do it 
you've got you can you've got all this experience from working in your industry for the last 24 years at that time it's it's like that quite gives you that confidence oh yeah but it, it's not until you don't think when you work in an industry with other people side by side you don't realize how much you know until you take a step out of your own industry and then when you're talking to people outside and they want to start something you're like oh hold on a minute it makes sense now yes not everybody knows what I know I just assumed that everybody did because of the, my work surroundings so when you're taken out of that you're like oh right okay now it makes sense now I understand how I can make this work yeah, yeah. and I think that's actually a really important and relevant thought process to have with all sorts of things. And when you were just talking about that, I was thinking about kind of comparison on social media. Oh yeah. Because that's that's completely relevant because I, and I get it, being a, being a personal development coach or everybody I surround myself with on Instagram and I follow are all in like the same arena as me. And it's so easy to be like, wow, like they're so smart. They know so much more than me. Like, I don't know much. I don't, you know, and, and all those kind of like negative thoughts. But actually, when you look at it from that perspective, I'm in a room full of people doing, you know, very similar things. Whereas if yeah. I step outside that room and look at everybody else, of course, yeah. I'm going to know. I said, of course, I'm going to know more. But, but yes. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And as a person looking in at what you do, I, I wouldn't have a clue. Like, you know, it's in, it, I think it's important to take that step out. And oh, it's social media, that comparison is just, yeah, the thief of joy, isn't it? It's just awful, but we all do it. We're all guilty of doing it. Um, but it's where it's, it's having that self-awareness that you are doing it and to start, like, take it, take a step back. Um, but when you look at other people, you're like, oh, but you don't, you, it's all out of context because that person could have been doing it for five years. You, you don't know, you're just looking at it on, on a platform and looking at that, uh, looking out into their world and thinking it's successful, but we, we don't know what's going on behind, behind the screen. So it's quite hard to be mindful. And when I feel like I'm getting that negativity or that comparison, I just take a step back okay I'm just gonna leave my phone and not look at it for a while and you know not check Instagram or Facebook or any of those things um and come back fresh but yeah I totally agree once you're once you think about what you know and you have to keep telling yourself I know all these things I've done it for so long I know exactly what I'm talking about but it takes confidence it's having the confidence to speak um and I was really nervous to speak on any platform if you if you'd have told me when I was thinking about starting that I'd be talking on a podcast I'd be, oh hell no I'm not doing that <laughs> uh, just that would that would just have, have filled me with dread but I've, I've pushed through so many comfort zones in the last year and a bit of doing this I feel I just have to keep pushing I just keep pushing myself in a way that's it's uncomfortable but I can still do it it's like this is a sustainable way of doing it like it's not I'm gonna do a hundred podcasts in the next month like I'm just doing one here one there whoever I connect with it's nothing but it having that fear of, of speaking 
I'm not exactly posh. So my accent was always something that I, I was like, oh God, I don't want to put myself out there. I've sort of made peace with that now. It's more about my knowledge than what I sound like or what I look like. Um, so I was able to then put my face on, on social media and start speaking. Um, but yes, it was terrifying at first. <laughs> what do you think helped you to to do that and I know like you mentioned about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone but even that in itself is a really hard thing to do what do you think it was that kind of pushed you forwards to be able to do these things um there was a couple of things I the first thing well one was a personal experience that I found relevant to it and the other one was I hired a business coach to help me um a confidence coach to help me so the confidence coach I spoke to Ashley Freighter she helped me to realize that that this was a a fear and you need to get over it so we worked we worked on that we practiced Um, she gave me some advice and some guidance and some tips on how to get over it and be more confident on camera the other thing that helped me was in my personal life, one of the things that I did to sort of fill the fear and do it anyway, um, at age 40, I decided to learn, well, 39, I decided to learn to ride a motorcycle. And so the, my husband rides. So with him riding, he, we, were, we were just going to get married and have a honeymoon. And he was like, we're going to, we decided we're gonna to go to California. And he's like, we're, we should hire some bikes and ride down the Pacific Coastal Highway. I was like, oh yeah, that sounds amazing. He was like, you can either ride pillion or we can go in a year's time and you get your license because you needed to have your license for a year. Um, so we actually delayed it two years. It took me a year to pass my test. Um, and then we went a year after that. And I remember the first time I got on that bike, I was terrified, totally terrified. Just kept thinking, I'm going to crash, I'm going to crash. Of course, then you, you're in that negative mindset. I did crash, like I crashed the first time we went out. Um, but I got back on it and I kept going and I kept pushing myself and pushing myself until I passed my test. And then I passed my test and I bought myself a Harley Davidson. And, and that was even a scary thing. Now I own this big bike and now I've got to go out on this big bike. And, and now I don't even think about it. It's just something I naturally, I sling my leg over the bike and I go, and I don't even really think about like I'm doing it naturally. It's something that now is just really natural and I really enjoy it. And it's something quite passionate about and we do lots of trips together. So having that experience of pushing myself and knowing I could do it was always at the back of my mind when I started the business. I'm like, come on, you will, you learned to ride a bike for God's sake. So that's really cool. So you can do this. Come on. And um, another personal experience was my mum had said to me when I was younger. I used to be a competitive swimmer. I used to swim in competitions every weekend all the time with a, with all these people watching you on you know in the gallery. So this is a breeze. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about that in so many years so I had those sort of personal experiences and then helped somebody help me with the confidence that I needed to give me push to get started yeah wow 
That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love, I love that you have a Harley. We're we're bike fans in my family. Oh, I've, amazing. Yeah, I've I've grown up with them. My dad's had motorbikes forever. Um, so yeah, I'm a I'm a huge motorbike fan, and I, I absolutely oh, love amazing. that. It's kind of it's on mine and my husband's uh, bucket list is to get our licenses too. So do it <laughs> it would change your life I swear to you it's it's such an amazing experience and having that um thing to do together as well um with your partner it's so nice yeah especially when it's warm out obviously it's freezing now I'm not going out on my bike at the moment but when it gets warm we'll have days or weekends and stuff yeah it's lovely that sounds so nice yeah <laughs> um, I love the fact that you were a competitive swimmer as well that's so interesting oh, God, but yeah. I think what I, I suppose what kind of like piques my curiosity a little bit with that is where the difference is between swimming competitively which um, I said obviously I've never done before but I can imagine is quite intense like it's quite fierce competition athletically yeah. and and kind of just naturally having that confidence and competing and doing that every weekend and then where the difference is in kind of not having the confidence when you're setting up the business I suppose I just I just find it quite interesting that there's a part of you that is just so completely naturally confident in something in my perception is so intense and and competitive um and then there being the gap with setting up a business. I just find that quite interesting. Yes, no, um, I totally agree. It's the, the confidence I had when I was swimming. I mean, we, we trained 12 times a week. It was before school, after school, before college, after and that weekends were away. You know, I took over my parents' life as a child with, with all this training. Um, and, yeah, I, I didn't even think about I was just so in, invested in the training, in like winning. I didn't think about other people watching or anything like that. And I think it's not till you get to an adult, you start to develop that kind of language in your head almost. It's like, and then having that nine to five for so long, I think once you step out of it, that's another comfort zone you're stepping out of all of a sudden, you're like, oh my God, it's like, you've done it for such a long time how how is this going to work and it, it felt very scary um to, it's the it's the fear of the unknown I think yeah and once definitely. you get going once you get going you <laughs> realize it's not that bad you can <laughs> get on with it <laughs> yeah and I think it what we were kind of talking about before we before we press record was consistency mm. and I suppose for me kind of looking at this from an outside perspective there is the consistency with the swimming like you said you were training every day you know in the evenings all the time competing every weekend like that's so consistent I suppose it would be quite difficult to not feel confident with that because it's all day every day yeah and you know they say confidence comes from action and you're taking that action every single day and then when you come to set up a new business and like you said you're stepping out of your comfort zone into something that you just don't know. And it's starting at the beginning of that consistency. I suppose that's where almost the confidence has to start. Um, yeah. And one of the things that you said um, before we recorded was we actually, we had a really good chat before we recorded. Didn't we? I was like, <laughs> wait, yes. wait, wait, stop. <laughs> was, um, was about how nobody tells you 
of the roller coaster oh yeah running your own business um which I completely feel you on that one <laughs> yeah nobody tells you how the about the highs and the lows because I mean oh my god you get such highs and then you do get such lows and nobody tells you that when they run people run their own business I guess they they, they don't yeah I, when you're talking to someone you're a nine to five you're working for somebody else they're not they're not going to tell you about the highs and lows and when you're working for somebody else it is a more consistency thing in your feelings but then when you step out of that and you're working for yourself it is a whole different ball game and you and it's how I guess it's how you I mean the highs have been brilliant and there's been some really amazing things that we I've achieved last year um, but there's also been some lows, um, and it's I think it's how we manage those lows, how we cope with them, um, and turn them into learnings and move forward from them. And I come back to that word again of consistency. I feel like even at my, when I felt low, I just keep being consistent in my business every single day and just showing up and being present. I'm continuing my marketing, continuing um, with my clients, all of these things, just keep being consistent is, is key. I think it's really important. And it's what I te teach my clients. So you have to build consistency. You have to be consistent to build a good business. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And if you're building a sustainable business, if you're building an ethical, sustainable clothing business, now, that's not going to happen overnight and you you have if you want to be sustainable you have to be sustainable with your practices for yourself as well as with the way you're man manufacturing the goods so that kind of goes hand in hand I think and you and I've noticed by being consistent since I started in November and finding a way that worked for me with that consistency I mean what worked for me might not might be look like something else for some some other people because you know I can't post to social media every single day it, it would kill me <laughs> and it would just suck the joy <laughs> from my life um but I found a, a way of I just post three times a week um and whether that's in carousel reels story whatever it is that I can keep that consistency because it works for me I know that I can stay on top of that if somebody then told me oh you should post seven days. I'd just say, well, I, I'd do it for a week and then I, or two weeks and I'd be exhausted and I, I wouldn't want to do it anymore. So it's finding uh, the best way of what works for you. And it's try. I think sometimes it's trial and error. Every, when I started my marketing, I was posting every day. Um, and I was just like, I can't keep this up. This is going to kill me. And it's taking over too much time and also out uh, sort of sourcing, outsourcing stuff to other people has become really important for me um and I now have a lovely marketing assistant Catherine and she creates all my posts for me and works on all my copy and she does all that for me so I can write the copy and send it to her and then she sorts it out so that has been a huge a shift in business where I've started to outsource to other people um that's been a real game changer for me definitely yeah, and I think it's important to recognise that. And I know that not everybody who runs their own business is in a position to outsource, but it 
a hundred percent makes life easier because you can't be a genius at absolutely everything you know you, you can't. can't you can't and having people to help you out with the things that aren't in your zone of genius is so important because it it takes that pressure off you and it gives you that space to focus on what you're really good at and why you set up the business in the first place because I imagine you didn't set it up so you could do marketing (laughs) exactly like it's it's something that I do teach within in the business but not something that I wanted to do personally for my it's not like I want to do the mentoring and help brands and do all this and work to help them in an overall sort of 360 view from start to launch um and I found it really like tiring to have all that extra stuff to do and I feel like you can't like you say you can't do it all that's why people come to us to in within their businesses because they need help but as well we need to we need help so outsourcing that and also having someone else to 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 have like a business coach and outsourcing other stuff and also networking with other people and seeing how they're finding business and oh yeah we're like that's how I'm finding it or you know all these different things like a website I would have never done I would have never been able to have built my own website would have taken a year probably if I was going to do it myself um and yes it would have saved me money but I it's it would have not probably still not been launched now so I decided to get somebody else to do it for me and and pay it. And and that has actually been really fruitful for me now because as we were talking earlier, I've been um, putting blogs on my website. It launched last February. And uh, when you Googled fashion brand consultant, I've probably come up on like page 30 or something, but now I'm on page one of the search. So, and people are finding me via Google. So it does work. But had I not decided to invest in that, um, you know, this time I wouldn't be reaping the rewards now. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's amazing. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing, Claire. Thank you. Yeah. Um, do you want to just tell us quickly where people can find you if they want to sit, find a bit more about you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Claire underscore Alex underscore consults or on my website it's www.claire-alexander.co.uk fantastic that's brilliant thank you again for joining me it's been so wonderful speaking to you thank Um, you Katie go and look at a motorbike (laughs) (laughs) do it (laughs) I will thanks again and thanks to everybody for listening I will see you on the next episode Hi, and thanks for listening to this episode of Behind the Business Podcast, the personal development podcast for people in business. Remember to like and share with anybody who you think might find this interesting. If personal development is something that you are interested in, please head to my website, www.thevirtualadvantage.co.uk and see what packages I offer to support you with this. There is a range of packages from one-to-one coaching to joining my wonderful community membership, Please get in touch if you have any questions and I can't wait to speak to you soon.